Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short study from God's Word every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can every day because you know people in your life who need to come to God, who need to grow in their faith. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to finish our study, our line of thought on fear. We're talking about heart troubles from a spiritual perspective. Problems of the heart, again, from a spiritual point of view. We've been talking about a lot of them through this series, and it's been a pretty long series so far. And we've talked about different heart troubles hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, hypercritical fault-finding, anger. Well, and this one is fear. Fear, a problem of the heart, spiritually. So we've talked about how there are two kinds of fear that are talked about in the Scriptures. One is a commanded fear. And that is to fear God and keep his commandments. But it's not the idea of being terrified by God or being terrified of God, you know, shaking in our boots, thinking about God and just being fearful all the time. That's not it's it's a reverential fear. A fear that that shows awe and respect before God. That's what we're we're commanded. To fear God in a reverential way. God loves us. He loves us so much, again, as we've emphasized that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. John 3, 16, Romans 5 and verse 8. He wants us to come to repentance. He wants us to be with him for all of eternity in heaven. 2 Peter 3, verse 9, and a number of other verses of scripture that get across the same message. God created us in his image with a soul So we have that spiritual being within our physical bodies. God created us to be with him forever in heaven. He wants us to come to repentance. He wants us to come to forgiveness and salvation through our Savior, Jesus Christ. But then there's another kind of fear that we're, we're taught against, and that is to not let a fear that the devil might plant in our heart or in our mind and we're really talking about the same thing there, that says you can't live that life. You can't be a faithful Christian. You can't toe the line, so to speak. You can't do that. And so we let that fear keep us from being obedient to God and surrendering to our Lord in baptism so the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. Acts 22 and verse, thir- verse, verse 16. We, we should not let the devil plant that kind of fear in our hearts and thereby keep us lost spiritually. 
Fear can be contagious and cripple not only the person possessing it, but it can also infect others around him. And so other people might say, well, you know, if, if you don't think you can live that Christian life, then I certainly can't. And so they don't become a Christian either. When the Israelites were poised to enter and possess the promised land shortly after God delivered them from Egyptian bondage, Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the land. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, gave a good report of the land and expressed su- supreme faith that God would give them victory. However, the other 10 spies gave a fearful report, a fearful report, and their fear had a crippling effect on most of the rest of the people of Israel. And as a result, the faith of the people waned, weakened. They did not trust that God would give them the victories over the enemies within that land that God had promised them. And so they spent the next 40 years piddling around in the wilderness until all of the adult generations died off because of their weak faith. And they did that instead of living in the land that God had promised to give them and the land to which he had led them. Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 through 8. Now later, when the Israelites were again ready to enter and possess the promised land, those who were fearful and faint-hearted were instructed to go home, lest the heart of his brethren faint like his heart, Deuteronomy 20 and verse 8. When God was ready to give Israel victory over the Midianites in battle, he instructed Gideon to send away whoever is fearful and afraid, Judges 7 and verse 3. Because you see, God would give them the victory. He would fight before them. The result of fear can actually cause a person to be eternally lost. Hebrews 10 and verse 38. Revelation 21 and verse 8. Since this kind of fear can have such devastating consequences, it is imperative, crucial, that we learn how to overcome, avoid, and put away such fear. So how can we do that? How can we overcome fear? How can we avoid fear? The simple answer to overcoming fear is to turn to the Lord. When we walk with God, he walks with us. When Jesus sent the apostles of the Great Commission, he assured them, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, Matthew 28 and verse 20. The apostle Paul exhorted, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6 and verse 10, we don't have to take that walk alone. God will be with us and he'll help us. And where we come up weak, he'll give us strength. Paul then instructed, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6 and verse 11. And then Paul proceeded to list the various pieces in that spiritual suit of armor, verses 12 through 17. And he followed that up with the further exhortation, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Verse 18, we need to recognize that God is not a God of fear, but a power. And his power can work in and guard our lives 
to see to our needs. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. And nothing is impossible for God. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. The devil is no match for God. Not at all. 1 John 4 and verse 4. I want to read that. 1 John 4 and verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So we can have confidence that our God is bigger than the devil, tougher than the devil, more powerful than the devil, and he will see us through as long as we walk with him faithfully. We need to keep in mind and take heart in the fact that with God, all things are possible. Luke 1 and verse 37. His power can cause good to come even from what might seem to be terribly negative circumstances in our lives. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord. Romans 8 and verse 28. Why would anyone be so foolish as to not walk with God, to not center their lives in God and Jesus. Instead of fear, a faithful relationship with God through Christ can bring us comfort and abiding peace. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. In fact, verse 7 says, the peace of God that surpasses understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We need God's comfort and care. We need to trust him to provide those blessings to us just as he has promised that he will do for us if we walk with him. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. If we will resist the devil by drawing near to God, the devil will flee from us. James 4 and verse 7. But we need to be steadfast. We need to be dedicated. We need to be committed fully in resisting the devil. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9, and not giving him a place in our lives at all. Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Now finally, we can overcome fear by actively serving the Lord, by purposefully taking up our cross and following him. Matthew 10, verses 38 and 39. And the more we actively serve the Lord, the more confident we will become in our ability to serve the Lord faithfully and consistently. And the weaker and weaker any potential temptation to fear will be as the devil throws it at us. There is great power in God's word to overcome fear. Ephesians 6, verses 16 and 17. Strong faith develops as we study God's word. We keep emphasizing that. Romans 10 and verse 17. And God's word equips us to serve him in ways that he wants us to serve him and in ways that he has prepared us to be able to serve him. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse, verses 16 and 17. Through Christ, we can overcome fear. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4 and verse 13. Are you ready to come to God through Jesus Christ? Are you ready to say no to the devil and his fear?
that he tries to plant within your heart, within your mind, within your emotions, we'd like to help you. We'd love to send you a free Bible study. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and you can contact us that way. We can communicate back and forth. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. You can beat the devil. You can overcome fear. You can walk faithfully with God through Jesus Christ. God assures you, you can, and he'll help you all along the way. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for assuring us that you'll be with us to help us as we live that life of faithful dedication before you, as we live as faithful, dedicated Christians. Help us, Father, to overcome fear, to not let the devil have his way with us, by planting fear in our hearts. Please, Father, help us to be confident in that your strength will be there for us when we find ourselves weak. Please forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.